Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Viewer discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ, therefore, forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bash, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. We're your hosts, Harrison Kerrig and Pastor Tim Mullet, and today we'll seek to answer the age-old question, should a husband help his lazy wife do the dishes? Now, I know right off the bat that this is going to be one of those questions that I'm sure there's probably a handful of people that are just ripping their hair out um, when when they hear a question like that asked. and. Really, I, I'm not so sure that it should be as offensive um, as some people might make it out to be, because I think in our, you know, in our society, we're all used to interacting with lazy people in one way or an, another, whether it's our job or uh, maybe maybe um, friends that we have or family members, and yet it kind of seems like for whatever you know for whatever reason, um, when it comes to talking about wives that's like totally off limits. You can never really say something like that. Husbands, I'm pretty, I think it's like. It's easy. It, it rolls yeah. off the tom, tongue to yeah, talk about lazy husbands. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, like every sitcom ever is predicated on like a lazy husband, like the idiot husband who, who can't ever get anything right. But then when it comes to women, you're just simply not allowed to say these things. And, and not only are you not allowed to say these things, the question is kind of uh, presupposing something that, really our society is like rebelling against right um and that that idea is that that um you know women should even be the ones doing the dishes in the first place who's to say it shouldn't be the man uh taking care of the dishes in the house i mean you know women gotta work too right and so so tim before we get to that title question talking about uh what what should a husband do if his wife isn't taking care of the dishes. I wanted to just start by asking, you know, why, why are we coming to the conclusion? Why are we assuming that women are even supposed to be the one <laughs> to do the dishes in the first place? Where are we getting that from? Yeah. I mean, you might as well um, say that, you know, women should be the one making the sandwiches, you know, you hateful bigot. You. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, no, it's essentially, yeah, it is a question that, um, you know, by and large, you're not really allowed to ask. So you're not really allowed to ask the question: Should a you know husband help his lazy wife? 
do the dishes? I mean, the obvious implied answer is yes, of course he should do it. Not only should he do it, should he excel at it, right? Uh, but mm-hmm. then even more than that, what, what what is offensive is the idea that there are husband-wife roles and that those roles might include anything that might be considered domestic. So that's kind of the problem. Uh, so one of the things that's happened is that, you know, as a result of feminism, there, there's a lot of people who basically think that they're complementarian, uh, so to speak. So like the complementarian movement um, has, you know, taken off in evangelicalism, and it is the standard state of affairs. But then, uh, one of the things that's happened is that complementarianism has kind of become basically co-opted by a lot of feminist kind of assumptions. And so, there really isn't much difference between like your complementarians and your garden variety feminist at this point, uh, for the most part. Uh, so one of the things that has gone is the notion that there are actually husband and wife roles. Uh, so when when you think about husband and wife roles, there's a lot of people who might call themselves complementarians, but then they believe that essentially the only role that there might be is that the husband, in some sense, is a leader. You know, and then there's a lot of caveats to that. So provided that he is leading in a way that his wife approves of. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, you know, you're, but then leading like Christ, meaning yep. you know, totally submitting to the will of the wife. The, the at wife, every, right? At yeah. every turn. Yeah, what yeah, woman wouldn't want to, you know, like follow a husband who you know loves her like Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her, and you know, like, so then essentially, like you know, if there is any failure at the level of submission, it's all the guy's fault, anyways. Uh, but then, like, the, the idea, though, is that, like, for many complementarians, they've accepted the idea that, you know, the husband should be a leader and the wife should, in some sense, submit, provided that, you know, the husband's not asking her to do anything that she doesn't like or approve of or ask her permission first before telling her to do things, you know? There you <laughs> but, go, adding all those caveats, <laughs> to all those caveats. I mean, But they're <laughs> basically, on paper, they agree that the husband is a leader and the wife is a follower you know, in, in execution, it, you know, I, for most, it doesn't really work itself out that way uh, very mm-hmm. much. But, you know, on paper, they agree at that point. But then you know, basically, like, the problem is that there, that any, like, beyond that, any notion of male-female roles is just totally out the door. And so, like, we basically had chucked every single role. So, base, you know, marriage is essentially just an opposite-sex bestie relationship of two equal partners, one of which, you know, may, you know, once in 10 years have to make a tie-breaking vote, you know, kind of thing. Uh, but then for the most part, it's just there, there we've, we don't have any roles that we understand. And so, um, so, you know, you think about male, female roles, it, it's just a subject that has lost any content and there really isn't any such thing as male, female roles anymore. And then one of those mm-hmm. male, female roles is the idea of, a woman being a homemaker or being domestic and that actually having content to it. And so, you know, part of it's that like, you're not like, we've lost the idea that there are such a thing as male, female roles. And then that's why it becomes offensive. So uh, rephrase the question you're asking. I was just asking, you know, where are we getting this idea that, um, there, that there that are roles women, that women are supposed to be the ones doing the dishes in the first place. Yeah, that would be a role that that would be, you know, located in the women. Uh, yeah, you know, I, th- I think you can, you know, look to Proverbs 31 or Titus 2.4, and, and there's a lot of things that are being said in Proverbs 31. It might be helpful just to kind of read it 
Uh, and okay. I know that uh, this is a passage that most women hate. <laughs> they hate the Mother's Day sermons where they're going to read Proverbs 31 and all be shamed into, you know, um, at this, you know, monstrously unrealistic picture of a, you know, a woman and all that. But, you know, Proverbs 31 10 says, an excellent wife who can find it. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and she will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like a, uh, the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. So notice like, you know, she brings her food from afar. She's like a merchant ship. Uh, notice how many times it talks about food and things like that. And so like, it is a woman's job to make the sandwiches. You know, it's right there. Uh, she brings, she's like a, the ships <laughs> of a merchant. She uh, brings her food from afar. She, uh, notice, notice verse 15. She rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household. And portions for her maidens, guest. You've just reduced a woman to a cook, um, you know. But she rises while she at night to provide food for her household. As she considers the field, she buys it with the fruit of her hand. She plants a vineyard. Uh, she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She, uh, so notice, like food and clothing, kind of responsibilities. Uh, she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed in scarlet. Uh, she makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchants. Uh, strength and dignity are her clothing. She laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth of wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Uh, no, notice verse 27. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children will rise up, call her blessed, and her husband also, he praises her. Uh, many women have done exceedingly, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Uh, give her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gate. So notice like all that is very domestic. It's a very domestic kind of life. Mm-hmm. And and it's, it's, it's the kind of thing when you think about it, it's... Um, like this woman in Proverbs 31, the excellent wife, is doing far more than the standard homemaker in America today. It's not even comparable. It's the joke, you know, like meaning like this, just like this, like this woman is like, not only is she looking to the ways of her household and her lamp does not go out at night, not only is she working with willing hands, not only is she taking care of like the domestic stuff, she's doing much more than that. And most young women today aren't even able to take care of the basics, you know, and I would consider like laundry and dishes just to be the basics uh, but then mm-hmm. titus 2 4 you know basically says something very similar it's kind of a shorter summary of that uh, titus 2 4 says the older women are to train the younger women to love their husbands and children uh, to be self-controlled pure uh, working at home uh, kind and submissive to their own husbands that the word of god may not be reviled that working at home phrase uh, you know many translated as keepers at home or being domestic essentially mm-hmm. uh, but it's a uh, it's basically a, a compound word. It, it's the word for house, which is oikos, and then uh, the word for work, which is, you know, ergos. And so you put it together and you get oik goose or something like that, okay? Uh, but it's uh, essentially pertaining to carrying out household responsibilities, busy at home, carrying out household duties of women. It's basically just a word that means domestic and you know, the domestic duties are somewhat obvious, you know, cooking and cleaning and laundry and dishes and mm-hmm. I mean, that's just bare minimum stuff, you know. So like the part, part of the thing is that's just the basics, like doing the laundry, doing the dishes. Like that's just like that's not even talking about deep cleaning and, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. 
that's just that's just you know clean the floor you know vacuum dishes laundry that's just if you're doing that you've basically done the bare minimum don't expect to be patted on the back you know kind of thing that's just you know and particularly when you're living in a time like now where it's easy as it ever has been to do the big three you know uh the food well i would say the four you know cooking you know cleaning <laughs> dishes laundry you know that's it's just mm-hmm. like that's just scrap you know scraping the bottom of the barrel so to speak like the bare minimum basically yeah yeah i mean it is not you know that if there's anything that it means to be a keeper at a home it means doing cooking and cleaning and doing the dishes and doing the laundry and that's just very naturally coming from passages like proverbs 31 and titus 2 yeah and and i guess i don't know if i'm kind of getting ahead of ahead of the conversation here but you know just hearing proverbs 31 one of the things that you know I, I was at least picking up on, but I think probably most people would probably hear when someone's reading that chapter is there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, you know, getting up early, right. Right. And, and preparing food and, and like, lamp does not go out at night. Right. Yeah. Like, like implying that the person, the, the, um, wife is like, is working long hours, she's right. A hard and, worker. And she's, you know, girded mm-hmm. her arms with strength. She's, you know, she's not just like perpetually weak and, you know, unable to do anything and take care of, you know, the basics. She's a hard worker. From, right. She's the first to get up and the last to go to bed. That's uh, the Proverbs 31 woman. Right. And, and you know, you kind of, it makes sense why, because, you know, there's no like Old Navy to go buy your clothes from, <laughs> right? There's right. no, there's no McDonald's to go uh to go get you know breakfast or dinner or lunch or whatever no vacuum cleaners you know, no dishwasher no vacuum no cleaner no dishwasher machines. no washing machines you know you've got to you've got to go down to the river and wash all the clothes by hand right and not get eaten and, by a crocodile in the process yeah f- fend off the wild animals in the process right and and then you're you're going and you're and you're selling like the garments that that you've made uh, in the town square, right? So not only are you making uh, garments for your family, you're making more than enough, right? Mm-hmm, and th- that you can right. actually sell them, you know? Right. And and they're even like, it's not just like make the, you know, the bare the bare minimum in terms of quality. It, they were talking about, you know, making sheets of, of fine purple and stuff, right. which would have been like the, like, luxury color, basically, right? right? And, right. and so so there's a lot of like, it is a it 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 is actually a really high standard, and honestly, um, uh, the standard that's set in Proverbs thirty one. This is pretty shameful to say, but I don't even think most men would would satisfy like in terms of work, just pure work ethic. Yeah. I don't think they would satisfy the standards that are being set there, right? Um, uh, even even people even a lot of people who do claim to be com- complementarian, I, I don't know that they would necessarily meet that standard. So that should tell us something. Number one about society in general, but then number two, definitely about the way that we view uh, women and and what they do around the house. The hard the hard part with this conversation is just the fact that honestly, there's just going to be so many people who just don't even agree with the with the simple point that Proverbs 31 is what is what a wife yeah. should actually look like, like someone who works at home. 
you know. Yeah, but, well, I mean, there's no way to persuade them. They just have a reading comprehension problem, which is, you know, more um, rooted in pride and just a rejection of God's word. And then right. the way they excuse it is like, we're men talking about this, so how dare we, you know? And so. Yeah, we don't have ovaries. How can we talk about but the, what? Yeah. <laughs> but the problem, problem though, is that, you know, it's in the Bible and, uh, you know, Paul talks about it and Jesus talks about it. So I think, I, I think yeah. we're all right, you know. Yeah, I think we're pretty safe there. We're safe there, yeah. You know, Paul instructed the older women to train the younger women to be domestic. So I think we can say, hey, maybe they should be domestic. You know, You're right. And maybe that right. means something. You know, maybe that means something more than just um, you know, shuff off all your domestic responsibilities to your husband. But right now, like I'm saying, I don't. I don't think really most most women or even most men, honestly, meet that standard in terms of work ethic. I think, I, a lot, I, I think a lot of blue collar guys, like, um, what's a little bit different is like, if you, I mean, I've worked some very physically demanding jobs, like, mm-hmm. and you know, what, what the, the difference there is, I think like, the idea, like the woman's work is never done. Like there, like, like a lot of the domestic stuff is, it's not like backbreaking stuff that, um, in the same way that it's going to require, like it does require strength, but it doesn't require the kind of strength to, you know, deliver appliance, 400 pound appliances into houses, you know, all day long. Right. And Pouring so, concrete or something. Yeah. And so a lot of like, you know, like you have to think about the nature of the work. So like, you know, with a lot of like man jobs that require man strength and everything else, you, you can't, you know, you, you literally can't. <laughs> Like, right. Work, yeah. You you know I I've worked jobs that were long hours. You know, very physically intensive, and like by the end of it, it's like you're done. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. Like so you know, like I you know there's one appliance delivery job where I got up at you know four in the morning every day, and I worked sometimes till six at night delivering appliances all day long. And when I was done, I was done. You know, and there's yeah. and I would say that I worked harder than the Proverbs thirty one woman worked. For right. sure, you know what I mean, like for sure. It may not have been as long as hours, but then it like she wouldn't have been able to do what I did, right? Mm-hmm. So, but then you know, I think a lot of and, and that's not like um, that. That I, not every guy is doing that kind of thing, but that's just to try to say that I don't know that like a uh, like it, it is. It's not as physically demanding of a job, but it does require you know a person to be in reasonable shape and it, it, to to be a good homemaker, you know, and to do a lot right. of, but not like in the shape, kind of shape you need to be in to <laughs> lift a 400 pound refrigerator. But then I think for the vast majority of men, they are working desk jobs that are a lot easier and lazier and everything else. And so there's, they're not coming home, just having spent it all at work with nothing left. You know, right. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's more, probably more what I had in mind, uh, especially like younger generations that, yeah, they do get to have more of that, like desk, the desk, uh, yep. the desk job, you know, um, type situations where certainly there's a there's a sense in which, like, mentally, you know, it can be pretty exhausting, sure. right? Depending depending on what the job is, but then, you know, I think I just I just know a lot of people who are roughly my age or younger who, um, you know, they'll they'll work for a little bit and then play for a really long time 
you know yeah the standards like it, I mean, it's extremely dispro- disproportionate yeah the standard you know american is spending eight hours a day being entertained so and that's guys and girls alike and that's part of like part of the issue with you know why the rise of you know so many lazy women uh homemakers <laughs> you chuckle <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, the, but the rise of that is in large part due to like entertainment addiction. But then the guys are just as addicted. So, right. like, it's it's a problem that goes both ways, you know. But then, um, what's happening though is I, I think, uh, well, we can talk about that. But but part of it is like, yeah, it, it is a problem across genders that right. we expect eight hours of de- entertainment a day as normal, and right, and we're you know accomplishing far less. Like, in most employers, you know, they they, I mean, they don't expect you to work very hard and for very long, you know, <laughs> in most jobs. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. true. Right. Now for the, for the wife who's struggling, um, to keep up with something like the dishes, for example, uh, it's probably not uncommon for a wife to come to her husband and say, Hey, I need your help with the dishes. I'm, I'm pretty far behind. I need you to do this thing for me. Um, yeah. you know, to, to like help me. Right. Yep. What, what's the response that the husband should, that the husband should give? Well, it just depends on what you're looking at. You know, it depends on what kind of situation you found yourself in. Uh, so, you know, like, what are we talking about? Like, are we talking about like the situation where, um, like you're newly wed and your wife has spent all day long on her phone and, mm-hmm. and the house looks exactly the same and there nothing has been done all day long and not, you know there's dishes that have been piled in the sink for three days and you know there are laundry uh piles of laundry you know um that are laying all over the house you know that you can't tell whether or not they're clean or dirty right like are you talking about that you're talking about like that kind of scenario with like one kid right who's six months old like, you know, what are we talking about? Are we talking about like the homemaker who has, you know, five, six, seven kids or whatever is homeschooling and has dishes and everything else? Uh, and, and like, you know, does two loads of dishes a day and, and, uh, you know, uh, two loads of laundry a day. Or what are we talking about? Right. And so, and that's part of the problem is you can't even have this kind of discussion because instantaneously what people's mind go to is the, the worst case scenario, uh, the, the, the most like, um, favorable for the, for the, yeah. Wife. Yeah. So one of the things that's happened is like, you know, you have a, like, you know, grandmothers, like you think about the standard young woman today's grandmother or great grandmother, maybe even at this point, like they were really hard workers and, and they were more, more characteristic of a Proverbs 31 woman than, you know, the current crop is in a lot of ways. Right. And so, but mm-hmm. then like a lot of young women today, really, they don't have the first clue about what it means to be a homemaker and they've never been taught to be a homemaker. And basically, um, you know, part, part of the thing that's happening is that you, 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 you essentially have, um, different types of women, right? And so a lot of like a lot of the women who are hard workers, they do want to go more the career route and that's where they're. Like they've learned discipline, they've learned all that, and they're taking that out. They their natural assumption is they want to make something of themselves. They go a career route, but then what happens in a lot of like circles like ours, where you have um, churches that are being advocate uh, churches that are advocating for 
you know, young people to get married and quit, you know, farting around being single and all that. So get married. Like there's a pressure to get married. And then once you start like um, encouraging people to have kids. So, you know, like we said, you know, or couples who refuse to have kids, basically selfish jerks. Once you start encouraging them to do that, then, you know, it, what happens is like most young couples, they start out with the dink assumptions, double income, no kids. Then finally they get married, they have kids. And then it's like the wife decides to be a homemaker, but she's never learned how to make it home is the right. problem. And then like, you know, they start out and like, and everyone around her, a lot of times like old friends and stuff that aren't Christian, right. none of them are going to be the ones and encouraging, you know, encouraging right. her in that. Yeah. I mean, you have all the mommy blogs out there that are essentially showing the pictures of the house being an absolute disaster zone and, you know, and then the women doing their inspirational quotes, you know, don't let anyone, you know, judge you for your sloth in the home and you are enough, you know, and slay queen and all that. And it's okay mm-hmm. to brace your glorious ruin and all that. But like the thing is, so like what's happening is you have so many like, young women who basically haven't learned the first thing about homemaking. And then you have guys who basically think, okay, well, I want her to stay at home. I want her to have babies. I want her to be domestic. She's never learned how to do anything like that. So he thinks it's a victory that she's not going to work, right? Like in the secular workforce. But then part of the problem is that she never put any thought to what it actually means to be a homemaker, very little thought into doing that. And so then, you know, what scenario you're in, right? Like that's the question. So should, like she's so behind and everything else. Like, well, what scenario am I talking about? And you can't assume that every single scenario is the same because they're just not. They're not the same, Mm -hmm. okay? So I've known plenty of men who essentially like, they go to work every day. They work their 40 hours. And I would say that most men like in the standard relationships with, uh, you know, who are the breadwinners and the wife as a homemaker, I would say that most men are working much longer and much harder than women right now. It's so unbalanced the other way. Like by and large, it's like so out of proportion. Like, like women aren't even working five hours a day. Mm-hmm. Even women with like young kids are not even working hardly five hours a day it's like they're not doing anything right and but then they're calling it all work but then what they're doing is they're sitting on the couch all day looking at their phone while the kids are just fending for themselves you know and so they're just distractedly entertaining themselves all day long Uh, but then like what but then you know instantaneously they get all the accolades and all the praise of their grandmother right you know a woman's work is never done and you you know you get to go to work and all that but my work is nonstop. it's like you're not actually working very hard you know i go i go to work every day i come home and everything stays the same that's what the guys are saying right so everything mm-hmm. stays the same and it's just like well you don't know what my day's like but then the problem is like you know the woman can go grocery shopping on saturday right and the guy stays home with the kid and somehow he can manage to you know do all the dishes do all the laundry clean the whole entire house and it only takes him like an hour and a half you know <laughs> so mm-hmm. But then they're, you know, basically being told, they're being told that, like, it's impossible. And it's like, it's not impossible. It literally only took me an hour and a half to do everything that you haven't done for the past two months. Right? And so, but then you're telling me it's impossible. You're telling me it's impossible. At some point, it's just like you're gaslighting me. Like, I don't believe you. Right? So, like, the issue then is, like, well, what scenario are you in? And, like, you know, what, like, that's kind of part of the question is, like, what scenario are you in? Are you in the scenario where you've, like I'm looking at your internet history and it's been eight hours of entertainment all day long. And now you didn't touch the dishes and you're asking me to do it. Or, you know, are you in the situation where you've literally, you know, been working all day 
and um and you're unable to keep up because you you know it takes a lot of work to legitimately homeschool it takes a lot of work to you know uh raise you know multiple kids like what which one are we in and that depends on how you answer it Mm -hmm. so i guess um is the insinuation there then well if it's if it's option a you know the the one who has been on their phone all day or is watching you know netflix or tv or whatever all day then is the assumption then that the answer would be no you don't help i would say the answer is no in general you don't help no in general okay but that, that, that admits exceptions but no in general like is the appropriate response like and that's like scandalous but then let me see if I can give you an analogy to show you why it's not um, as ridiculous as you may think. Okay. Okay. So, like, you know, just imagine that you are living in a time, you know, uh, where, you know, you, you have you know, successfully dug your cave out of, uh, <laughs> dug a hole in the mountain and you're living in your cave and everything else. Right. And all that. And, um, you know, all right. All right, all right just, just imagine, <laughs> you know, just imagine for a second, let's roll the clock back. Okay. All right, so now think about it this way. Like, now let's say that, um, like, let's say that, you know, you're fighting off a saber toothed tiger trying to protect your wife, right? And okay. let's say that you successfully do it, but then it does get a good swipe on you. You get your spear in the thing, it's dead, right? Uh, you, you killed it, but then you're laying on there, you, you're bleeding a little bit, you know, and then the, the dire wolf comes up, right? So, <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> now imagine that your wife is standing over you with a club and like screaming at the wolf and swinging it in a girly way but like enough to where the wolf is like scared off by it right okay so you got the scenario in your mind yeah you got the saber tooth tiger swiped you but you killed it now there's the dire wolf and uh, your wife standing over you swinging the club like a girl at it yeah, and let's say that like she like just is screaming at it, and the wolf is just like I don't want any you know of this crazy mess, and just runs off. Okay, and so like you know, as a man, wouldn't you be kind of proud of your wife for you know being willing to go out with you like that? You know, like being you know being you know, stepping up, you know, doing something abnormal, protecting you. Wouldn't you think, man, that was a good woman right there, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. She didn't let me get eaten by the wolf, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but imagine this every day, okay? Uh-huh. And what, what happens then if, like, constantly she's protecting you from danger and constantly she's the one who has all the courage and she's the one who's, you know, basically it's like that wasn't like that one story that you told, like, at family reunions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, that was every week that's happening that like some, like at some point it's just like, man, what an incompetent dude, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, all right, I get, I guess you just need to let your wife wear the pants. Then. Yeah. I mean, at some point it like, is totally emasculating if she's constantly saving you from all the dangers that exist. Right. Like at some mm-hmm. point it's just like, well, are you a, are you the protector or her? And so like, no, like, you know, most guys would cringe if like every everyone would kind of chuckle and smile and congratulate her if she does it that one time, right? Right. But then if that's like the story week in and week out and like that's like every day, it's just like at some point it's just like what's going on here, you know? Like, dude, what, you need to like figure out what you're doing in life, right? Like, you need to figure. 
like you know, something has happened, something has been mixed up, right? And and so part of mm-hmm. the, the the issue there is that like related to the role of protection, a husband has the role of being the protector of his family. Uh, the Bible says that you know husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Husbands are physically stronger and they're supposed to give honor to the weaker vessel. They're the ones who need to be the protector. And if your wife is the one constantly protecting you, at some point, everyone around you just starts to cringe and starts to feel weird inside, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but then they, we all like the, the story that's out of the blue. We don't like the stories that are just like, oh, this is happening all the time. Ugh, you know, poor, poor girl. Ooh, that's a little, that's a little embarrassing. That's a little embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that's how you feel. Now, but part of the hold pro- up, you're get, you're getting swiped by the saber tooth tiger every time. <laughs> right, right, right. At some point, it's just like, what's going on here? You know, like uh, you fainted when the goat came. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what make you know what would make that whole scenario a lot easier? Was that J- just get the AR-15 out? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sabretooth can't get you if you have shoot a problem then, huh? 500 meters away or something. Yeah, yeah, with the explosive rounds that can decapitate. With the explosive you know? rounds. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No, but like you imagine that kind of scenario, that's like the way it should work. But then, like now, that's the way it works with all the roles, okay? So, like mm-hmm. every role is like that. Now, the problem is that we don't want to apply that anymore to domestic roles, okay? That same logic. But then, like in a past generation, but what happened is like, you know, if a man kind of tried to come in the kitchen and do, do, do anything, you would have a woman who would like be like waving her broom at him and saying, get out of here and don't take my job from me because that would demean me. Right. Right. So that's the kind of response that our grandmothers would have. Get out of here. Like you're insulting me in the same way that if a woman is trying to protect a man, like he's going to feel insulted unless it's that one rare campfire story. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, he left his AR-15 unloaded, got swiped by the saber. Yeah, <laughs> due to no fault in his own, but it's like the once in life kind of story kind of thing. But then, like, so so the issue though is just to say that like a woman does have a job to be domestic, and if you're the one constantly coming in, like we're being told that the you know the key to a woman's heart is to take her job from her. But when you take her job from her, you're dehumanizing her. Like God mm-hmm. has put us on the earth in order to work. Like, this is God's gift to man is the things that we're called to do. And if you embrace it, you can find great fulfillment in saying, that's my job and I'm going to die to do my job. Like, you know, in the same way that like a man going to war, like says, it's my duty to go to war and I, no one's going to take that from me. And, you know, least of all, my wife is going to take that from me because that's how Mm -hmm. I'm made and that's my job. And, you know, I would lose all masculinity by letting her do this for me does that make sense yeah so in the same kind of way like there there are obviously scenarios where a woman like a man can step in and do the same kind of thing and it be good but it shouldn't be on a regular basis it shouldn't be like that shouldn't like the more that it's happening like the like the more that you're taking away someone's dignity like that's the point so it's like you know your wife is sick for a few days and you like and legitimately sick not like, hey, I feel bad, like I've felt bad for the past, you know, eight years or something like that <laughs> every day and fuss about it. No, like actually legitimately, like go. I would go to a doctor if we trusted them anymore, which we shouldn't. No, kind of sick, you know, like if you're mm-hmm. like legitimately doctor's excuse, like kind of sick where something medically is wrong with you and you're, you know, you're out. I would think any, like that would be the the equivalent of, 
like the man, like the woman protecting the man from the wolf, right? It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you do whatever it takes in that kind of scenario. But then by and large, that's not the way life works. Yeah, I mean, that's that shouldn't be, if that's an everyday thing, what happens is like you are infantilizing your wife and you're, tr- and, and like the more that you do that, you're making yourself a woman in her eyes and she won't even, you know, essentially respect you because you're just a woman to her. Right. Right. Um, so essentially, and it's like what, safe, like, legal and rare, <laughs> <laughs> safe, legal and rare. <laughs> I mean, so like nine, 99% of the time, the answer should probably, or I, I don't know if 99 is the number or 95%, whatever, but a very, yeah. a very high, you know, percent of the time, percentage of the time, it should, the answer should just be no, that's your job. I mean, I'm not going to do that for you. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just depends on where you're at. I mean, I think, um, you know, when you're single, I, when you just get married and let's say that a man is a breadwinner and a woman is a homemaker and you don't have any kids. There is no reason why a man should ever do the dishes, ever, you know, unless she's mm-hmm. deathly sick or, you know, um, like there's just literally no reason. I mean, you literally have to do the dishes once every two or three days. And if you have a system set up, you know, like you just, you load it as you go, wait till it fills up, you do it, you're doing dishes once every three days. There is no reason like why a man should ever do that. It's not loving to do that. It's demeaning. It's demoralizing. And, you know, you're just, you're produ- you're enabling a woman to be absolutely and totally lazy. I mean, homemaking is as easy as it ever was throughout the history of the world with all the to- modern technology that we're doing right now. There is no reason to do that, you know, at all. <laughs> like, except for, hey, it's your birthday and I'm going to, you know, give you a day off kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Mother's Day. I'm going to give you a day off kind of thing. But, you know, this isn't going to be a week off and a month off and a year off, you know? <laughs> right. You know, so, like, just depends on where you're at. I mean, even if you add one kid to the mix, that's as easy as it ever gets, having one kid. Like, you know, there, you know, I, yeah, all right, hey, you know, you just got home from pregnancy for the first couple of weeks. It's like, help out, you know? But after that, move on. You know, this is like, uh, you know, this is, um, this. there's no reason for it. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I think once you get to, you know, I think once you're getting, I, I think that there are like um, simple things that, you know, you could do that are thoughtful, but like, let's say that a, a wife is on top of it, you know, she has a system set up, you know, she gets up every morning, you know, or every morning, every three days and unloads it depending on what stage of life you're in. And then you fill it up, right? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think you could. I think you could, you know, you don't have to be a slob. I mean, you can take your your cup that you just used and put it in the dishwasher and that kind of thing that's waiting to be, you know, uh, washed. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, yeah. she's just cooked a big meal for you, I think, after the meal's over with. There's no problem with getting up and, you know, taking your plate and putting it in a dishwasher or something like that. But by and large, like, like if if you're talking about, like, a person piling up dishes in a sink with no plan and no structure and just letting them pile up until at some point where they feel like doing it. If that's what you're talking about, there's no reason for that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, doesn't that kind of like, all right, so 
you know, as your family, as you get older, your family grows. We're assuming, you know, we have a couple who um, is committed to, you know, the complementarian view of the man being the provider and the woman being the homemaker. And they're, they're trying to fulfill, um, almost said the great commission uh, there. You talked about that this morning. Um, that's why it's on my mind, but they're, they're trying to fill the earth and subdue it. Right. They're trying to have children. Sure. Um, as you get older, your family grows, your family grows. Doesn't it seem like at a certain point, the, the family becomes large enough that if you are to maintain that same level of expectation, then aren't you kind of saying like, all right, basically, you know, wife, you're never going to have any days off and, or even like time off because there's so many responsibilities that you've got to take care of. Is that, I mean, can't you kind of get to that like critical mass sort of point? No, no. I mean, I, I, the older your children get, you teach your kids to do it. Okay. I mean, so part of being a mother is not just to like shoulder the whole domestic responsibility. I mean, you have little kids, you have kids who are making messes, right? Mm -hmm. And like at some point you have to figure out how to train them to be like productive members of society and not just useless waste of space. Right. So, (laughs) so you think about it that way. I mean, they're like the Bible talks about kids as arrows in the hands of a warrior. Right. Meaning they have mm-hmm. hands, like in, in like they have, they're designed to work too, and so you teach your kids how to do work, right? So, right. you know, I mean, our kids know how to do the dishes. Like, there's no reason for me to do the dishes. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we have kids who now can do the dishes, and yeah, but like you teach them how to do it, you know, and yeah, that means it's going to take three times as long, you know, for a while. But it's like, yeah, but then you have hands you have an extra set of hands you have an extra set of feet you, have, you know so like you know there's not at some point it's just like there's no it's like well i just the principle of it is i just want you to do my job for me you know it's just like well huh like you're not doing my job for me right <laughs> so right now part of the issue is that like uh, what's happening in most situations and reason why it's um weird is um essentially that um I'll get there in a minute, but like, just to answer your question, you're never having a day off. You know, a la- like, uh, like we can we can prepare. I mean, ladies can prepare for things, and like you know, if you like, uh, I'm not you know personally a Sabbatarian, but you know, if you wanted to take a Sabbatarian perspective of it, uh, one of the things you could do is just cook extra meals on Saturday. You know, have all your dishes well planned, and you know, literally all you're doing at that point is just you have a house that's mostly maintained it's it's not just a disaster zone and and then like it's maintained you have you can i mean we have like ovens and everything else like you can put things in an oven and not have much work to do and you know you can have you can go into sunday if you wanted having an empty dishwasher like an absolutely empty dishwasher because you planned well and Mm -hmm. then you know throw your meals in the freezer even use paper plates if you want to gas you know like (laughs) You know, and paper napkins and paper forks, you know, and just like, yeah, so today's going to be a day off, right? So all we're doing is throwing these freezer meals I prepared in there and, you know, it's not going to be a big cleaning day. It's not going to be a big work day. I mean, those things are possible. It's it's just a matter of, like, the issue, though, is do, are you preparing well? Right. 
And right. so what, what's happening in a lot of cases, you don't, you don't have like a disciplined homemaker who has any structures in place in order to handle even the basics. Right. And so then mm-hmm. it just, it gets harder and harder and harder. And if you, if, I mean, if you can't with one kid figure out how to do the dishes once every three days and do the laundry once every three days, like you can't handle anything like that is as easy as life gets for anyone. You are essentially royalty, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have, like you are essentially royalty at that point. Like that, it's just like who has that kind of freedom in their life. And so, but then if you learn to plan well, like, you know, everything doesn't pile up. If you learn to get good routines where you clean up as you go, if you learn to, you know, have good routines. I mean, that's something that my dad was constantly talking to us about, you know, and I w- we were a little bit too stubborn to learn it, you know, as well as we should have, but you know, it was too simple. But I mean, you, you learn how to clean up as you go. You know, you teach your kids not just to, you know, throw all the toys on the floor in a room and then move to the next room and throw all the toys on the floor in the next room, then move to the next room. And, you know, you l- teach them that, no, you clean up as you go. You know, don't just make messes, you know, and everything else. And so I think part of it is due to like, just, you can plan to have breaks if you want to, if you have a goal mm-hmm. and you do have kids. And part of the goal, I mean, part of the thing with kids is teaching them, like, what are they going to do? Just sit around and be entertained all day long, be phone addicts all day right. long. Like, what right. are they here for? You know? Like, you know, so like put, put them to work, man. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. I, I remember a while back I was reading about, um, the Amish of all people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I found interesting in the way that they at least, you know, raised their, their children is, uh, it, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, but they, they basically have like a lot higher standards for their children than than we do right i mean and and pretty in normal american society my experience has kind of been that even like you know 16 to 18 year olds are pretty much like you cannot count on them for anything they're pretty much still like they're just big babies right you get what i'm saying like they can't take care of the most basic responsibilities and i I mean you know i'm not any better i was that way and a lot of and a lot of uh aspects of my life when i was that age too so you know i'm kind of condemning myself when i say that but what the what i found very interesting about the way the amish raise their children is you know i think starting around four years old they uh get they get their four-year-olds to start helping with the infants and the, you know, the newborns. And, and I don't know, like, I, well, I know, you know, 16 year olds that I would never trust to take care of an infant. <laughs> um, and, and I think what that says is, and, and just in terms of, you know, you brought up the whole, like raising up your kids to be, uh, helpful around the house and, and to do work around the house. I think what that says is that we probably have just set the bar far, far, far too low when it comes to putting responsibility on children. I mean, one of the things that we try to do at our house is be very diligent about making sure that our daughter knows how to clean up after herself. Uh, and so we have to like, I mean, you at this point, you know, she's not even two yet. And so you have to coach her up on every aspect of it, but then, um, and, 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 you know, like half the time it doesn't really get clean the way that you want it to be clean, right? Like as a final product, but then, 
the expectation is like, all right, we're going to put this work in on the front end. And then, you know, in a few more years, she'll know how to do all these things and we'll just tell her to do it and, and she'll do it. You know, now obviously is <laughs> they're still children. And so it's not always that simple. They don't always want to listen. And, and I get that, but you know, well, takes, they're going to listen so much a lot longer. more often. Do what now? But it just takes so much longer. So do, do I really want to like, you know, spend the 30 minutes doing something where I can just pick it up and it'll, you know, take no time for me. But then that's, I, I do think trying to train your kids to do that, it bears fruit over time. And then your life gets mm-hmm. substantially easier over time the more that you yeah. put, put them to work. And that's part of the role. I mean, that's part of the role of the homemaker is like the keeper at home to be domestic is to teach, you know, is to use your kids for, for that kind of stuff. And, and so, you know, I think that's, um, that's, uh, part of a, a point that's missing in the discussion as if it's just a husband and wife forever, you know, now what, what's happening though, is in a lot of couples, it's just like, like what's happening is that you don't have a lot of men who have taken on the role of being a provider fully. So you have a lot of men who basically start off marriage looking to their wife to share the role of provider and then like turnarounds fair play. It's like at that point, it's just like, well, you expect me to work a full-time job too because you don't make enough money. And then like, I'm supposed to work this full-time job and do all the house stuff. And it's like, well, what are you doing? Just sitting around playing video games all day long? Mm-hmm. Like what, yeah. like what, you know, at that point that's perfectly reasonable. But I mean, I think, um, I don't think that's a reasonable, um, situation to find yourself in i think it's just yeah you're not ready to be married unless you're ready to fully provide for your family and you know wife whatever job you take you know you need to realize that your first job is the home job and so you don't want to overload yourself and and, you know you don't want to you know work yourself so hard that you can't fulfill the basic first job right and then if Mm -hmm. you're working so much that you expect your husband to share the load there quit working you know (laughs) so and ex- just do that, right? Um, right. And so, but anyways, yeah. Now, is it like offensive to, um, you know, basically say like, hey, the dishes are for women. Women need to take care of the dishes. Like, isn't that kind of chauvinistic? <laughs> you know, that's the that's the term that, well, to be fair, I haven't really heard. Uh, yeah, I mean. I haven't really heard that term in a long time, but, uh, chauvinistic, but, um, you know, isn't that kind of like the, like, you're just a sexist. If you say that women need to take care of, are the ones that need to take care of the dishes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but probably. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. I mean, you know, that that's essentially the accusation that's being made. And I would just say, yeah, probably. Sure. I guess if that's what you think, um, um, I mean, I just, I don't really care about those words anymore. So I think the point though is, I mean, it is funny. It's funny to have that kind of reaction to, you know, like, you know, if you expect your wife to, you know, go make you a sandwich or something like that, or <laughs> you expect her to do the dishes or to do the laundry. It's like, am I, is, is this all I am to you? I'm just a, you know, I'm just a dishwasher or, you know, it's all I am. is just a cook, you know, and how dare you reduce me to this and, and like, but the problem is, it's that kind of logic doesn't really work on the other side. So when you think about how it works with a man, it's like, like a woman has a reasonable expectation that a man, like most women have a reasonable expectation 
that men should go to work. Like, I mean, I, I can't, mm-hmm. I don't know any women who have, like, if you're the kind of man who's depressed all day long and refuses to go get a job, you would have no shortage of pastors who would basically, you know, scream at you and holler at you and pour cold water on you and probably kick you. You know, maybe we're not allowed to do that anymore because of threat of litigation, but that would be the kind of thing that would happen at least 15 years ago. It's like, man, what in the world are you doing? Get up and go to work, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bible says a man who doesn't provide for his own household, he's abandoned the faith, he's worse than an unbeliever. So we have little, like, to no tolerance for the kind of man who basically doesn't provide for his household. Like, we know that, like, something big has gone wrong there. And, you know, if a man were to look at a woman and she were just in, like, he doesn't want to go to work again. He wants to call in sick. And she's like, you better go to work because we're going to lose the house, honey. And if he were to look at her and say, how dare you reduce me to just a laborer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That is so stupid. That's embarrassing. Like, that's just like, like, what in the world? Like, no one would take that guy's side. And, and in fact, everyone would say, like, that guy must be like mentally handicapped or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Like, there's something wrong with his brain if he thinks that that makes any kind of sense. But then, like, in the opposite, one of the things that's happened is that you, like, that makes sense for, you know, a woman in a way that's just, Equally scandalous. So if a man doesn't provide for his household, he's abandoned faith, he's worse than an unbeliever. Notice how all the, you know, woman rises early to provide food for her household in Proverbs 31. The issue is, like, if she doesn't provide for her own household in the ways that she's called to, the same thing applies to her. She's a worthless woman who is worse than an unbeliever. But the problem is Mm -hmm. there's no one who's willing to say it on the opposite end, okay? So no one's willing to say it. Like, no one's willing to call it what it is. It's like you like fundamentally have rejected your reason for existence. You fundamentally rejected your reason to be alive in a way that like you, you're you showing little, no evidence that there's a spirit of God at work inside of you if you are able so quickly just to throw aside your job like that. Uh, so like now, like, you know, to the world that obviously sounds sexist and it obviously sounds chauvinist and everything else because we bought the lie that men and women are interchangeable parts and essentially the same and that's where the transgender stuff comes from uh, but the point is that we've called been called to work and if a man refuses to take on his job everyone will call him on it i mean most people call him mm-hmm. i mean there are the liberals out there who will you know let him whine and fuss and be a you know a feminine woman who's just laying on his fainting couch you know to stress and everything else but for the most part in conservative circles no one lets a man get away from it, get away with it. Mm-hmm. And there's a. I have seen, I have seen some, <laughs> some men who, you know, essentially say, "Hey, look, I stay home and I take care of the house so that my wife can go and work." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but everyone, you know, every normal red-blooded American male instantaneously cringes when they say that. You know, it's just like, ooh, you know. Yeah. Beta. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and for good reason, you know. God, God's like called women to that work because He's equipped them to the, that work, and that's the difference between like right. patriarchy and complementarian. At that point, is that like like those jobs, those roles are tied to ontology. They're tied to being. They're tied to a creational makeup, and and like for uh, the, the the you know, there's it's it's they're not just arbitrary jobs. You know, a woman's going to be you know, much better equipped to be a homemaker than a man is. You know, it's no comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, the thing is, is it sexist? And that's how people respond. It's like, yeah, you respond that way because you, you know, constantly are telling women that they're strong and courageous and powerful and, and everyone knows they're not, you know? And, and so you just, like, the, the point, part of the problem, though, is that like, you demean women when you do that. Like, when you take away their job, you demean them, you, ter- you infantilize them, 
and it, and it really is the self bigotry of low expectations. Um, you know, it should it, it should not be that like a man works a full time job only to come home and do all the things that his wife has been too lazy to do all day long. And there's a lot of situations where that's happening, and it's a shame. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not saying like the problem. The problem is not all on the women's end of things. The part the problem is that like the men basically um, are letting them get away with it and enabling them yeah. to do it, and so. And they're they're so afraid of their wife that they're not willing to hold them responsible for the obvious, you know. So I mean, if if you're the kind of guy in that scenario, and you know, every day you come home, it's just like those same piles of clothes are all over the house, and the same sink full of dishes has just gotten bigger, and your wife is just telling you about how stressful her day was. Like you, like the part of the problem is that you don't you're not man enough to face her anger and call it what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not, and like, and that's your fault, uh, because uh, you get what you subsidize, and you know you're you're too much of a you know a wimp to be a leader. So, so men need to step up and quit enabling you know a lot of their, their wives to be, you know, worthless. You know, but then like what they think, like the part of the problem is the lie is like you think that like well if you help her that will make her love you more, but all that does is make her more miserable, more depressed, and despise you. So it's just, it doesn't work that way. Okay. So, um, you, you mentioned, you mentioned, um, call, basically facing the woman's wrath, right. By confronting them are, are you basically saying like, Hey, at that point, if someone is not taking care of their job as a homemaker and there's no like reasonable expect, I mean, uh, explanation for it, um, Meaning, like they're deathly ill, or you know, some something along those lines. Are you basically saying, like, hey, you need to confront and just say, like, hey, look, you're being lazy? Is that like the response that needs to happen? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I just you just you need the same response you need to the guy. So whatever the mm-hmm. whatever the response is to the guy who refuses to go to work, who's calling in sick, you know, about to lose his job, like. Whatever the response that's appropriate for the man in that scenario is, a response, is the same response that's appropriate to the woman in that scenario. And mm-hmm. so, like, that's the point. And, and now, like, immediately, like, the part of the problem is it's just, like, you know, immediately it's, like, you're a man, you don't understand, and, like, you don't know what it's like to be a homemaker. And, like, the the issues, like, the thing, the thing that makes homemaking hard, particularly when you only have, like, when you have no kids or one or two kids, okay, the things that make them hard are not the job itself. Like that is the job itself is not hard. What mm-hmm. makes it hard is like like the mental stuff, right? So what makes it hard is like the isolation, like you feel isolated, like you have a lot of free time. Like so the, the more free time that you do have, the less like, you know, there's a person who's gonna find something to do because they wanna be productive and then there's kind of person who's just gonna waste time. And so like there's a lot of temptations that come with the job in like in, in the early years. So so now that we have microwaves and now that we have dishwashers and now that we have washing machines and dryers, like it's gotten easier, but then women are underperforming is the point. They're not doing what their mm-hmm. grandmothers did. And so now you have all the time on your hand. There's like the isolation. There's like more time to think. There's more time to, to feel lonely. There's like less to do. And, and so like the issue is, it's like if you are a man, you like, step in and you take it all away like all you're doing is you're creating a monster is what you're doing 
you know, so what you need to do is you need to like take a step back, you know, and that's counterintuitive. It's like, well, if it's all a mess, like, you know, you're like, she's just going to get mad. It's like, well, you need to be man enough to face her wrath, man. You know, mm-hmm. and so, and what you need to do is the same thing that she should do to you if you're not going to work is to call her on it. And you can't, you know, be gaslit into pretending like, you know, reality is not reality. Okay. So, I mean, I know plenty of guys in that kind of scenario who, you know, basically, you know, week in and week out, their wife, are, they're doing nothing. You know, I know, a, you know, I know a guy whose wife basically spent all day long watching TV shows and mm-hmm. and he knew it because he could look at the history and she's spending all day long watching TV shows. And it's just like, she's telling him, oh, you don't know what it's like. And it's just like, you know, the kid is crying nonstop and everything else. But then, you know, I, if, if you're reasonably informed as to what, life with the baby is like i mean they sleep all the time for the first few months okay? yeah yeah <laughs> they, they literally sleep all the time man and it's just like I, I you know it's like i i have a brain i know what's going on you know like that's like you know but he's being told that it can't happen and it can't happen but yes no he needs to you, you need to confront them you need to confront them about it and you need to like you need to draw a line in the sand, and it's something you might even want to, you know, talk to the pastors about. It's a church discipline kind of thing. Don't just let it go on and on and on. Like if if the Bible says a man who doesn't provide for his own household is abandoned the faith and worse than an unbeliever, if a wife refuses to do her job, she's abandoned the faith and worse than an unbeliever. This is like this is significant, you know. Now most people like they instantaneously you're you're talking about church disciplining someone for not doing the dishes. It's like what is she doing in her life right now? Mm-hmm. Like, what is she doing, right? So, like, doing the dishes, doing the laundry, that is bare minimum. Like, something that, like, if you can't figure out how to do a meal plan to cook uh, with all the modern conveniences we have, you can't figure out how to prepare three meals a day, do the dishes, and do the clothes, and keep on top of that with zero to one kids, like there is something significantly wrong that's happening there. That is mm-hmm. not a hard job. Okay. Now, like it's a very valuable job. I'm not demeaning the job. It's a very, very valuable job, but you should be doing a lot more than that. That's the point. And there's a lot more that you could do to help your family than that. And like, we've set the bar so low to where it's reasonable and normal to like, not keep on top of the laundry because, you know, maybe when you have seven kids, it gets hard to do it if you're doing it all by yourself and not making them teaching them how to do it right it's like yeah mm-hmm. at a certain point it gets hard but then you should have trained your kids to help at that point to where they're sharing the load but like you, you if you're talking about zero to one kids two kids even like do it like this is not this is not hard like you know like like it's not hard to do like the bare basics is dishes and clothes right right you right know? and so you know at a certain point it's just like I, I do think if you're a guy in that kind of scenario you know, it is the kind of thing where you say, hey, I want you to fill out, like, if, if if you think that I have no idea what your day is like, then please tell it to me, you know, and one thing that, like, happens in counseling is that sometimes I get people to fill out, like, a 15-minute, you know, uh, uh, breakdown of their schedule for the day, you know, if they're having mm-hmm. time management kind of issues, and that's the kind of thing a husband might do to his wife is just to say, all right, like, I, you're saying I don't understand, I want to understand so give me information so I can understand. So fill this out, you know, fill out the sheet every 15 minutes as an experiment. Let's do it for a couple of days. Give me the information I need to understand what we're talking about. 
so that I can better understand what your day is like and fill it out, you know, for me. And, you know, I guarantee that 40 hours of work is not going to be on there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, you should be, you know, talking to them and treating them like a human being who's a moral agent responsible for God and actually confronting. And if you don't do it, it just gets worse. You know, it's not going to get any easier. The more kids you have, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Right. And you're kind of wasting like a lot of their formative years if you're not trying to capitalize on teaching them, you know, the value of, of, um, cleaning up after themselves and, and knowing how to do laundry and dishes and whatever else. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, over and over again, you read through like this, um, you read through the book of Ecclesiastes and it's going to, it's going to tell you that, you know, God's gift to the sons of man is their work. And if a woman is not doing her work, she is going to be depressed and probably turning to medication and feeling miserable all the time. And, and it's no shock why that's happening. It's because she's lazy. Okay. It's the real housewives experience, man. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think um, that's just about all the questions that I've got for you, Tim. Is there anything that um, you wanted to say that maybe we you felt like we didn't cover, like you had a little bit more to say or, or anything like that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I do think... Um, you know, I, I do think um, part of the issue here is that most like most couples are starting out with double income, no kids kind of expectations. And so then what happens is you have some expectation that a man is not, you know, fully taking on this job of being a provider. And then they're both going to share that role and then they're both going to share the domestic stuff. And I would just say that that's a horrible way to start out marriage. What you want to start out marriage doing is to you know be at a point where you can provide for two plus one kids right Mm -hmm. so you start off marriage being ready to provide for three people should god bless your efforts at intimacy and get you know baby going um like start off that way and you know have it very clear that this is a role this is not something that you made up and have a very strong expectation that like you're not like 95 percent of the time you're not taking you're not touching this right Mm-hmm. And like you shouldn't ask, like and in fact, if you are asking, that's a failure. Like that's just like this is not. We're not in that stage of life where you should be asking me to take care of this job when we are just the two of us, right? So now, like you don't go out of your way to make a bunch of messes for her. You know, learn to clean up after yourself. Don't be a slob. Don't just mess up every room that you go in and say I'm not touching it. It's your job, right? So like that would be a distortion of what I'm saying. But like go into marriage with an expectation. I have my job, you have your job, and ninety five percent of the time we're gonna do our jobs and we're not gonna look to each other and we're not gonna make part of our marriage like being this like demand, you take my job if you love me, right? Yeah. And so like for the man it's like like you I have my jobs, I'm a protector, I'm a provider, I'm a leader, I'm you know, I'm sanctifier in our home. I'm not like 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 these are my jobs that I've been given and like I, um, I'm called to love you like Christ loves the church. Like I, I'm called to sacrifice and and lay down my life for you. And like, like I'm I'm gonna do my job, and you're gonna do your job. And we're like you know just like divorce is not an option. Like in the vocabulary, like what should be the case is that couples are starting out saying like you doing my job is not an option. It's mine. Okay. Yeah. And that yeah. goes both ways. The husband is saying, you're not going to be a provider. I'm going to be a provider. That's my job. And you have a job and you do your job. I do my job. And we're not even going to talk about that. 
right? Yeah, like if I get knocked out by the saber-toothed tiger, okay, you pull out the club, baby, and, you know, if nothing else, we get eaten together, okay? You know, but, you know, that's fine, but, like, that's that's the extreme. You don't argue from the extreme to the norm, and, like, for the vast majority of situations, like, that should just be, it's a husband's job to admire his wife when she's doing her job, and it's a wife's job to admire her husband when he's doing his and quit trying to share a load and just make that normal. Make that just, that's how we're going to do it, okay? And yeah, so take then, pride in it. Take pride in your job. Right, yeah. And so then, like, there's obviously more to, like, being a husband than just, like, you know, being a provider. So, I mean, there is the kind of guy who basically is like, yeah, I'm not touching the dishes. That's women's work. And I'm not doing the clothes. That's women's work. You know, as he just makes a mess everywhere he goes and, you know, does his job. And, like, you know, she has you know, she is hardworking and he's, you know, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous if you're making your wife work a full-time job and then making her do all the domestic stuff with high expectations. Like that's on you. You're dumb. You know? Right. Like, uh, go get a job. Like you're a hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not like, like, that's not smart. That's not biblical. That's not faithful. Make her like, you know, have the expectation that she's going to fully devote herself to her primary job and anything else is extra. You know, and that may mean working like a little part-time job for a little bit, you know, at the very beginning. Um, you know, it, it and it may mean just not, you know, just for the sake of learning how to do these things, but maybe your mother never taught you how to do, right? It may mm-hmm. be that you start off marriage saying, I'm going to, I don't want to work and I'm not, don't ask me to because I want to learn how to make meal, meal plan. I want to learn how to get on a good cleaning schedule. I want to learn how to do, I want to devote myself to like this job that I'm going to be called to for most of my life, right? And I want to do it well. And I think any guy would be crazy if he didn't just say, go for it, right? Right. And so I think there's a lot of guys who are more than happy to say, well, like you provide just as much as I'm providing because, you know, I didn't make a lot of good decisions in my life and everything else. And now we're stuck with them all. And then, you know, you go do all that women's stuff and I'm going to just sit around on my butt. And it's just like, well, I get the grief then. But the point is just to say, make it, you know, take on, everyone needs to take on their roles and and treat them like there's something you guard. You know, treat them like the old, you know, grandmothers do where you're waving their husbands out with the broom kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. This is my job. You don't dehumanize me by, by telling me I'm unnecessary, right? this is why I'm here. And I, like I take a good kind of pride in, you know, that, and that's right. why I'm here. And instead of just like developing resentment for each other, what would happen is you would like this deep, you know, resentment that doesn't go away. What you do is you basically learn to praise each other for the role that God's designed them to do. And women are going to be better homemakers than men, you know, 99% of the time if they devote themselves to it. So, right. Like, but if they fight it, then, you know, it can get real bad. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a, um, like a pretty good, a pretty encouraging thing to hear, especially right there at the end, basically saying, Hey, you know, husbands, Hey wives, you really should be getting to a place where you say, I take pride in the role that God has given me. Right. And that's funny. In the, in the month of the worst kind of pride ever here's a good kind of here's a good kind of pride to you know pursue and that's joy and uh, finding joy and contentment the role that god has has made you for yeah all all of these things and 
And for men, that's to be, you know, providers, is to be leaders, is to be protectors, um, is to be teachers, uh, all of those things. And then for women, you know, um, it's to be, uh, uh, you know, homemakers, right? And and they're meant to be, women are meant to be teachers too. Um, they're, we've talked about that some. They need to be training up the children to, uh, you know, be able to take care of themselves. And they need to be, you know, even discipling the children spiritually when the, when the husband's not there right and so there's a lot um there's a lot that could that has been said and, and probably even more that we could say but i think that's a good place to end on is to really challenge those of you listening to say do you really take that sort of pride in the role that god has given you yeah, are you and the last thing i mean the last thing i would just comment on that too is that if you're in that situation it'll get worse before it gets better uh, you know, it, mm-hmm. it actually it will. I mean, it'll, like if you let it go and you let it go and you let it go, it'll get worse before it gets better. And you know, most men don't want to go there because they think like, right. my wife will never want to have sex with me again, right? If I go, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's essentially the thing that's held over the head. But the problem is that they probably don't want to have sex with you very often, anyways, right? And so, <laughs> like, I mean, that's the point. Like, they don't, you know. And like you doing, like you, you know, you doing their job for for them isn't going to help that it just makes it worse you know all you're doing right. is turning them into a like a depressed lazy irresponsible person who feels worthless all the time and then you have to deal with what comes from all that the depression the right. laziness the you know the constant unhappiness the constant frustration and bitterness and everything else and so like the issue is be a man face it face the anger and say you know i'm not i'm like, here's the thing. If you don't cook for me, I'm not going to eat. Like, that's the way it's going to work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I won't, you know. Like, you don't cook for me, I'm not going to eat. Like, uh, you don't do the clothes, they're not getting done. You don't do the dishes, they're not doing. They're not getting done. I'm just going to wear dirty clothes then to work. And if I lose my job, I lose my job, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the way it's going to work. And draw a line in the sand. And it's just like, well, she'll, you know, I'll be sleeping downstairs. It's like, no, I won't be sleeping downstairs. If she wants to sleep downstairs, she can, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, I never understand like the kind of guy who's like, I'll be sleeping in the doghouse tonight. It's like, no, that's your bed, man. You sleep there. And if they're mad at yeah. you and refuse to be reconciled, they can go sleep wherever they want, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and so like the point is just face it, like face that and it'll get worse before it gets better, but it'll get a lot better, you know, Lord willing right. in a lot of situations. Right. You know, right. And that's where yeah. you and step in and get your pastors to help too. Right. So, so I guess that's where we'll leave you guys, men that are listening. You know, if, if you find yourself in this sort of situation, um, or or you know someone who does, I, I would encourage you to, you know, pursue uh, joy and contentment in your own in your own role, and then teach your wife to find joy and contentment in the role that she's been created for. And the same goes for women, you know, um, if you, if you find that you're, you're not happy with the role that God has made you for, which is partly to be a homemaker, then, then that's an area that you have to say, all right, I'm, you know, I'm living in rebellion to what God has, uh, commanded. I need to repent of that and, um, pursue obedience and, and find joy and, and pray and ask God to give me a heart that is thankful for, what he has created me to do. Um, so, so hopefully that's helpful for you guys. Uh, we want to thank you all, uh, for listening and supporting the podcast. And, um, 
Our prayer is that this, you know, does equip you guys for the works of ministry uh, uh, in your own lives, you know, uh, applying it for yourselves, but then also being able to take the things that uh, you hear from us and use them in your own ministry and and your own, um, you know, areas of discipleship with the people that are in your life. And so we thank you guys again, and we look forward to having you on the next one. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.